Welcome again to the Business of Buildings podcast, where passionate professionals in the building industry share knowledge and perspectives to inspire positive change in the places we live. In this episode, M&A Mehmet joins us to discuss the well-building standard, wellness in buildings, COVID, and chakras. Let's listen in. Hi. Oh, hi, M&A. How are you? Good. That sounds great. Sounds nice and clear. Oh, good. All right. I'm using my headphones. Yeah, same, same. Yeah, thanks for joining today. That's okay. That's really simple. Is it just an app or something you download? Yeah. It's called wow. Anchor. Yeah. So they, they've got editing tools and it's really simple because I don't have a lot of time obviously running the business, but mm. to, to do all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's very simple. Mm. You, should, you should check it out. Yeah, I will. I will. Must yeah. So obviously every time I, I come to one of these, I always try to think of a, a theme or a topic we can talk through. Mm-hmm. Uh, wellness is the one that came to mind. And obviously I'll introduce your background um, in the intro, mm-hmm. but you are, you are a wellness consultant. You worked, you've worked in the building industry for quite a while. You've, yeah. you've made a bit of a career shift, but you're still involved in, in wellness certification. Is that correct? Yeah. I um, call it well certification, not wellness. So it's well. I'm well, sorry. oh yeah. yeah. Sorry. So I'm a well consultant and um, yeah, well yep. certification. Mm-hmm. So I just find it just with what's going on in 2020 with this coronavirus and the world situation. And obviously having been in this industry for a while as a mechanical engineer, where we deal with air and air quality and thermal comfort. It just seems to be a little bit ironic right now. Yeah. It so, does. yeah. It's, so, this is a passion topic for me. It's been for a while, even prior to this COVID situation. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm very mindful of the importance of air quality in schools and offices uh, and the like. Mm. But I'll, I'll give you, I'll just give you a starting thought. We can kind of talk from this. Mm. On, on, and you can give me your opinions as to uh, where the well standard is in Australia at the moment. Mm-hmm. I think we talked on the phone last week. In WA, it's really, it's not getting much traction at all. Mm. From from my experience, I might be wrong. Mm. Um, I've got a, You're right. I've got a, bre- a, yeah. I've got a tender meeting today for a project, which is a council building down south. It's a tender, a competitive tender bid. Mm-hmm. So I'm part of a builder design architect team where we go in. I actually have a meeting today from two to four. It's a workshop mm-hmm. where we go through all their tender documents, all their requests for what they want for a design and construct mm. project. So about 400 pages of it is just templates from the council. Wow. There's a 12, 13 page document. That's an actual design brief yep. of what they want. Yeah. <clears throat> so I'm, you know, obviously the market's not ideal we need work. We need cash flow coming in. I want to do the right thing. I want to innovate as an engineer. Mm. I want to do do the best I can. But as you're a part of a DNC team, for me, it's it's a bit of a tricky ground as to whether how I can how far I can go with with the design. Mm-hmm. In this 13-page document, there's there's no mention of air quality. There's no <gasps> mention of well. You're kidding. Nothing. It's just. It's just a, if I scan it here, the table of contents is design vision, design objectives, elements. And this is a government uh, government project. Yeah. Environmental sustainability, they talk about. So environmental sustainability is page 11. Mm. 
That page 11 includes climate responsive design, sustainable design, shading, lighting. And I've, I had a laugh when I read this one. It's on page 12. Mm. Biophilic design is the last heading oh. in the entire brief. Gosh. And, the, and then we, I'm, I've been reading in on biophilic and, you know, mm. there's a lot more involved with that. It's looking at nature and how to implement nature into nature space into the, the building to yeah. improve air, improve um, the experience, the living or working experience. But the, it says here, the building is to include biophilic design where appropriate to do so, period. How strange. That's it. That is so strange. They should pick that out yeah. of everything to focus on and they probably have no idea what it is. That's what I'm suggesting. Mm. So, <laughs> Somebody found it on, yeah. read a book on it or, or something. I just found it ironic. So that biophilic beat out well. Mm. for any reference or mention in this entire project. Gosh. Okay. And the so obviously these, these, these documents take, I mean, I, we heard about this a while back. This has been a, you know, councils move tend, tend to move slowly. Mm. Probably been at least two to five years in the making Gosh. to get it to this point. Gosh. So I always talk about the 90, 10 rules in engineer where we're, we're, I'd like to be involved or we would like to be involved up front. Mm. But the architect is involved for 90% of the time. Mm -hmm. So this just gives a perspective on the time frame where the client, in count, this is a council job, it's even further back. Mm. So I'm actually on a team starting today with an architect. So how are we going to work out in a 12-page brief a building to try to win the project firstly, right? None of us get paid for this. Yeah. So we're in a bid team to win it. So what are we... Anyway, I just wanted to throw that out. That's what's been on my mind. Mm. One of the, the major tree, the timing of information. So this is an opportunity can, to introduce the well kind of highlights. Can I can I also suggest well have a COVID nineteen I haven't looked into it, so don't ask me about it. Sure. But I have a COVID nineteen thing that you can do for a building, so safety check, safety or something. Yeah. Uh, and I can email you that some links okay. so you can have a look at it. But that could be something you could bring up that might be a point of difference, who knows, from, from you to others. That's a great and idea. would definitely be something they would be interested in. I mean, who isn't interested in that right now, right? Yeah, definitely. Make it a COVID-safe. So, yeah. 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 So I'll... Um, I haven't, a, I haven't had a chance to read through what, what it's not. From what I know, I mean, it's pretty basic, simple, but they get like a certification. Okay. And I think, yeah, so it's based on well um, components. Yeah. Well features. So it's a particular well features and then you get a certification. So I think that might appeal to them to have that certification. So I've got the, I'll put this link, um, the link to the well certified I've got a, the overview page on mm -hmm. in front of me right now. So the mm -hmm. main concepts are air, water, nourishment, light, movement, thermal comfort, sound, materials, mind, community, and innovation. I'm just mm. supposing that COVID partial certification might be related to the air element. It's related to a few things. I'm just going to have a look and see if I can find it well. This is well version two. Yeah. Which is just, this was recently released, right? Um. It's recently, um, it's been released, it's been out for a few years now, 
but it was in pilot, okay. but it's no longer in pilot. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yep. Oh, what's going on here? It's on the website here. It says V2 Q4 yep. 2020. Yeah, gosh. Oh, that's just oh, current. That's... Oh, okay. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. So every, every quarter they update it. Oh, uh, yeah. And so, so the Q4 is the, the fourth quarter, which is this last quarter, 2020. So it's the, the latest. Here we go. Wealth, it's called Well Health Safety Rating. It's at the top of the page. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know. Are you at the home page? If you go to the home page, it's at the top of the page. Well, the building standard. Okay. I'll check that out. Mm. But I guess we'll, we'll come back to the well. I want to just run through a few points in here. It's actually quite interesting looking at this. This just is right up my alley. But how? Mm-hmm. what are the hurdles you find with regards to educating the market, uh, promoting mm-hmm. well? And, and who do you try to promote to? Are you talking to architects, developers? Mm. Yeah, that's the million-dollar question. <laughs> so, well, to begin with, together, I put together a presentation relevant to Australia and I went out to engineers, developers, architects, builders, whoever, mm. clients. I went out, I spoke to, I must have done, there were like, it was like a 20 minutes. So um, I must have done about easily 30, 40 of them. Easy. Wow. Easy, easy, easy. And part of um, my services in the beginning was to do well training. So, um, you know, training industry in the understanding of well certification mm-hmm. and how to apply it and how to use it. And I did that for suppliers as well. They're really interested in it. It's very relevant to them. And if you're into shall we get into this because I can keep talking? Yeah, no, there's lots of topics to go. Just, just I'm, I'm happy to go through this. Okay. So, and if um, you're an interior designer in particular or an architect, the materials component of well, the materials requirement was quite, um, it, because it was new, it was difficult. The suppliers didn't really know what information we needed. It was mm. very um, labour intensive because of that. Mm-hmm. And so there was a huge education component there required. So I did, so I did that. I did that as well. Okay. Yeah. That's been where, do you see it, where do you there. see it going the next couple of years? Hmm. Yeah, in, this, in Australia. Is, this is interesting. So what I think this, is... I guess my point is there. this isn't right now. I see anytime there's a disruption in anything, personal life, professional life, it's a chance to rethink. Yeah. To find a new approach. Yeah. Um, to kind of tear it down and, and, and rebuild, like no pun on words, but rebuild the structure of how we're designing and how we're briefing these projects. Mm. Uh, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, because the the key to well is that we're all we all occupy buildings, regardless of who we are or where we're from. Mm. Brother, sister, father, son, friends, family, we all spend a lot of our times within habitable spaces. Mm-hmm. So it's making that connection that we are responsible for each other, mm-hmm. for each other's health and wellness. Mm. Absolutely. Right? And that's just taking away all the business side of it that developers and architects tend to get. We all get caught up in just the the standards and the paperwork of it, as opposed to thinking about the end result. Mm. You know that 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 to me will drive change. The end Never. result and the and the future results. You know what I mean? Like building for now is not is not enough anymore. You can't just put something up. 
make it look pretty and then walk away. You've got to build for the future for what future requirements will be. I think that's so important. And the health yeah. health is such a lot, huge component of it. So at the moment, I mean, we're at 230 projects in Australia that are either certified or are going through the process. Okay. So um, it's in, I'm actually surprised that China still only has 656. So the, at mm. the moment, it's the US, UK, China, and then us. We're fourth. Okay, that's not bad. No, it's not bad. So, you know, it's quite important to us. Considering we're a small population, I think that's pretty good, actually. Yeah, yeah. And it is quite important to us. But you know what? I'm I'm going to be honest right now. I feel like the even though we're going through this health crisis, I feel like the market is still because it's not, it's, it is, you know, it costs money to certify it. Mm. Um, not a huge amount. I mean, they've dropped the prices a lot. Mm. It costs money and also there's the maintenance. And it's not like Green Star where you kind of do it and then walk away. There's maintenance. Oh, you have to maintain it. You have to maintain it. So every, every year you need to report and every three years you need to recertify. Mm. So, I mean, well, it, yeah, I'm just... This election, I won't bring up politics too, but it's the idea of, Democrat, Republican, Democrats are about big government. The government will lead you and tell you what to, what we should be doing for you versus Republican. The ideology is that let the individuals lead their, their way, mm. find their own path. Mm. It's the same thing here. With the wellness standard, there's money that goes into it. I know Green Star, there's a lot of money that it's required to do that as well. Mm. Um, but it's kind of like, is it forcing the hand of the team to then follow this metric mm-hmm. or this matrix? Uh, my part of me thinks it should be these types of things should be considered regardless. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, and that's what's happened yeah. with Green Star, as you know. I mean, it's now become the norm, so people will be, build to a Green Star level, but not necessarily get certified because of the cost. Yeah, that's right. That's in this brief. They want an equivalency. Yeah, equivalent. They talk exactly. about equivalency, so they don't have to pay yeah. for it. And yeah, and same with well, I mean, yeah, you know that that's probably happening too now I think and Mm. that's to be expected you know and also they need to it's a great start but I think more can be done like anything and I think if well want to be relevant they need to up their game Mm -hmm. right and 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 yeah they've got this certification but they need to do something more that goes beyond they've got the innovation uh, concept yeah. which developer approached me I think a couple of years ago and asked because I've, I've told them just to get me involved a bit earlier I don't charge for it I just I like to be involved and offer ideas it's easier up front than it is long term mm. before they get their lease they got documents together so it was like there was a, le- um, a request for tender out for I think a 10,000 square meter office building by a, uh, a gas company in mm. Perth and they wanted to uh, so it was like a tender out for all these developers to give them what they mm. want. So I kind of, I told them then, I said, well, to separate yourself, to differentiate yourself from those other developers, I think there was nine others. We got to find a way to, to, to make this more enticing mm. for them. So I did bring up, I brought up well, and I told them that these are the advantages for you as a developer. You can offer well, obviously the building's going to cost slightly more, but you're going to provide uh, an improved environment mm for the, the, those that are renting the space, mm-hmm. which goes down to staff retention, which reduces the you know, turnover, 
social, it's called social capital. It's something that's very difficult to quantify, but it's easy for your instincts to kind of, and and also I'm a mechanical engineer just here in the back end. I'm not involved in all the negotiations. I just said, look, let's spark these ideas. There's a much bigger reward available to that decision maker that gets Mm. it. That realizes that if you focus on the end user and you do right by them, you are going to win. Everyone's going to yeah. win. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know. Um, yeah. yeah. So this is the thing about corporate. They, they only consider now, not not what's going to, not the future, you know. And, the, and as you know, that's what really is going on this year is the dismantling yeah. of all of these outdated system and systems and ideas to be reconfigured and rebuilt by people like you and I who are thinking beyond now, who are thinking not only for the future in building terms but for the future for um, humanity, for people, you know. At the end of the day, this is a planet that is here to sustain human beings, not buildings. Mm human beings yes i like right thank you (laughs) yeah um that's what it's here to do i mean in prehistoric days you know we didn't when when man was a nomad and woman was a nomad there were no permanent you know this there were no permanent buildings there were no no permanent buildings they just moved as they needed to move, when they needed to move, when the, when the seasons change, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And that's how they lived. So for us. And they needed tribes to correct, survive. They needed correct. each other. They couldn't. There were social creatures. We need to be connected. We forget so much who we are mm. in our core. Mm-hmm. We forget that. I right? agree. And this year is reminding us. It is forcing us to look at who we are, look at what we want, yeah. look at what we need, look at what we don't need, what we don't want. Yeah. Instead of going through the motions. Instead of going through the motions and accepting the, the yeah. things the way they are, which we have been doing, we're almost like snapping out of a, um, you know, like we've been hypnotised, we're, we're snapping out of it. We're snapping out yeah. of it and because we've been conditioned for so long. And now that we've had time to step away from that in lockdown, right, so all yeah. of this this kind of catastrophe, if you want to say, this crisis has enabled us to see the truth for ourselves. Mm-hmm. And to reimagine, this is the year where you get to really prepare for what's coming up in the next four years. So this Mm. is the time to reimagine your future, to reimagine yourself, to reimagine the world. I I totally agree with you. I mean, you, you were in the building industry. We talked about this. You've been in the building industry for a while. I don't know if you've had this struggle. I've had a struggle for the last four or five years where I can see I've got an awareness to what's Mm. wrong and what things can be made. Um, And that's been the frustration. It's, it's like this pressure cooker just keeps, and it's, 
it's it's kind of strange at times because I think I'm the only one that sees this. I can I can promise but, you. But oh, I'm not. Yeah, I mean, Jeff, how did we find each other, right? And we have have the same. Yeah. We're on the same frequency, and I and I yeah. I know that there are many, 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 many people in the industry who are quiet, <laughs> who do not mm. say what they believe, what they think, what they know, right? And this, but these yeah. people, are, I'm starting to um, connect with these people like yourself and others in the industry who yeah. are like-minded but who have never said anything. So yes. I've always been quiet yeah. growing up as a kid and now I'm finally finding my voice as you yeah, are as absolutely. well. Yeah, absolutely. And so that, that, and that's, mm, yeah. So this is what this year is also doing, bringing to the surface these people who yeah. will be speaking up, who will be initiating change and facilitating change. And mm. it's so exciting. I had, so exciting. Oh, uh, yeah, it is exciting. There are days where you feel like you're in this waiting room where things are just not moving and you're not sure what to do. But then other days your energy is uplifted and you can see the future for, for what mm -hmm. it will be. We have the ability to create the future as opposed to just accepting what's, what is in the now. And that that's goes back to what right? you said, I suppose, with the, Democrat, the, the yeah. Democrats and the Republicans, the difference about accepting. Mm -hmm. And this is the thing. In Australia, I know that the mentality is let the government... Um, tell me what to do, government, um, you know, help me, support me, which they need to do, yes, to an extent. But there's a point where you realise that the government can't give you everything that you need or that you hope for and you have to go out and do mm -hmm. it yourself. Because the government is an illusion. They're, they're you and me. Well, that's right. We're people, people we that, agreed to they're not... run the the um the country right we just agreed that that that's yeah. what would happen it's an agreement mm. that's right yeah it, it does well i did this podcast with um these two girls a couple of years back that both experienced sick building syndrome yep uh, within relatively new apartments in in perth mm -hmm. so one one girl kept getting um, sinus infections and she, I was asked by the developer to have a look at it, and she had all this scientific stuff, studies done. She had mold reports done on her apartment. Um, there was quite a bit of information there, and I was trying to navigate how to, to work through the scenario because I could see what was wrong with it, but I, I wasn't sure how to, I mean, tell the developer, look, you need to kind of redesign mm -hmm. half your building, you know, because he, he's an owner. And uh, I, I thought to... The owner said the only way that you can derive change is if the entire building's aware of it and they they make a they make it known mm. and they voice up as an ownership body i even went to the building commission to talk about the scenario and they didn't they didn't have a lot of um, a lot of say there was more than one apartment getting small mm. so and they told me that you know come with data or like bring scientific evidence how about, how about the sick people <laughs> how about that no, but they were passionate. The building commission was very passionate okay. about it. I showed up one day to talk through it, and there was like a room of 12 people, and they're like, whoa, yeah, this is a big thing. They were just being honest. They don't have a lot of power play right. as to what happens. So I thought, how do we – and they were actually giving me information on how to how do we resolve this. They said, it, you know, collect data. And I think the other one is the, the, the public 
in that building, I think there were 60 apartments would have to come together as a collective with that data. And then they can go back to the owner and make a, make a bigger mm. issue. But still, that was a couple of years ago. And I thought, you know, I have all this motivation. I'm like, I want to try to do the right thing by them. I'm kind of engineering these paths on how to do that, but it's still, you keep hitting, I keep hitting a wall. Yeah. Um, but the, the key, the key is getting the public to know, to be yeah. aware. I mean, um, right. uprising, you know, of the people will, will create change really in every area. And um, yeah, but having, having been someone who has uh, been impacted by mold in a brand new apartment I completely understand I have you have wow can you explain um, what happened yeah I started to not feel very well I started to become allergic to foods that I've you know eat have eaten all my life and I mm-hmm. um I had I had a severe um allergic reaction one day and ended up in hospital and with, you know, the doctor gave me an adrenaline shot and I was actually in Melbourne at the time. I, I live in Sydney and I was, I went to the airport to come home and I was feeling really sick and I went to the doctor at the airport and I started to not be able to breathe and he just gave me an adrenaline shot and the ambulance came and basically I couldn't obviously go home. But um, when I went to the specialist and I didn't, you know, I... I could smell some moles. Some of my clothes were getting kind of, you know, that musky smell. Yeah. Musty. But I didn't really think about it too much. And when I went to the specialist, he said to me, something in your environment is, you know, you've got, is causing you to have allergic reactions. You've got cyanitis, blah, blah, blah. Take this, this and this. But that was as far as he went. Like he didn't say what's in your apartment could it could be this maybe you should investigate Mm. so eventually I did um you know find the mold um and um I was extremely ill by the end of it all and a doctor told me "Mm -hmm." did mold spore did mold get into your blood I have no idea mold spores the doctor said to me that once I leave the the environment, I'll be okay. But that actually didn't happen. Once I left, I almost got pneumonia. Um, and since oh, no. then, I have been fighting chronic Ill- a chronic illness, which has been three years now. Yeah. So oh, no. it's, it's not you just leave and then you get better. No, that's not how it is. And it is so detrimental to your health. It ruins your digestive system, your immune system. And that blood thing, I actually mm. don't know. No one's ever tested me. The, the only reason I bring that up is, I mean, that's really, um, Nick, he's one of my mechanical colleagues in the industry out here, a good friend of mine. His his um, wife experienced sick building syndrome mm. and his son. And they found oh, mold spores in her blood. They, they literally had, when they found, because she was sick, similar to what you're explaining mm. with your symptoms for many, many years, and they couldn't work it out. They finally figured it out, and they just—they literally packed up everything and yeah, left. Yeah, for sure. They had to leave their 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 place, leave all their furniture and all the toys, because it was all mm. you know. Who knows what was there? She was highly sensitive, but the the good news with with her, when they did move to a new place, she has been getting better. Uh, um, and her son, mm. his son is as well. 
but the, the when I talked to that other this other girl um, about her sit building experience, Emma, she brought this full binder full of doctor notes and psychology notes, like real and photos. It was like really confronting mm. to see it, and then I, it really clicked with me. I'm like, well, why is it? Why doesn't she just move out? Because when you're not feeling well, you're not yourself. Your immune system suppressed. Your energy's been hit. And I noticed with her, she has this full binder. She's having to tell the same story to 10, 20 different people. I've got to tell a doctor, a psychologist. None of them can connect the dots mm. and work out what's going on. They're all little stories told in isolation. So I can imagine the amount of energy to try to, to get somebody to help her. It's just, it's just not there. You know, yeah, kick you when you're down is um... my point. It's um, yeah. disheartening and um, mm. what's the word that came to mind? I've forgotten. But, you know, it's scary too because you, you don't know what's going on. You want to get better and no one can seem to help you. Yeah. And then what really tees me off in this is as a consumer or you're renting, is it your obligation to understand all the regulations and standards as an engineer and architect? No, you're, you're a consumer. You should be, there should be rights, consumer rights for you to live in a, in a space without Absolutely. it impacting on your health. Without a doubt. Yeah. And this is where that responsibility and that, that lack of commitment to the end result is really kind of lost. There's a, the market's just driven by lack of empathy, lack of, the positive vibes, you know, love and compassion. And I still remember it. Cause I'm, you know, I'm, I, I walked out of that. One of the meetings in that apartment building where the builder came down and the developer, and I'm trying to be political and explain in, in a professional way, what's going on. But then you just hear that little chit chat in the lift, you know, about all these people mm. complaining and blah, blah, blah. You know, that, yep. that blue collar talk. And I'm just, I had to keep quiet, but I'm like, you guys, if that was your daughter in there getting sick, you'd think differently, wouldn't you? Just putting it off as it's, oh, they're just making it up. That That's what really frustrates me. And that I can see mm, your frustration sorry. with that. Um, yeah. Sorry. Well, I hope, have you looked at any, any means or other methods to try to improve your oh, health? And many. It's it's probably a many. Yeah, I, but it's a long process. It's a long process. And, um, I have I am now working with a naturopath. I've I've seen he's my fourth naturopath that I really click with. Okay. Um, he's very good and he's intuitive. So he works with his intuition, which is very much along, you know, my 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 frequency, the way I think about things, the way I do things. So. Um, he's mm. been fantastic and I've improved so much. I've been seeing him for four months now and I've improved so much. It's slow. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, keep, I will. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> but it takes so much courage, yeah. you know, and um, I have to remind myself of that every day about the courage it takes. You should be proud of yourself for that, yeah, for overcoming that. I, I, yeah, thank you. Yeah, I, should, yeah. I am. I am proud of myself and that I keep going, that I keep serving my clients, yeah. that I keep serving myself 
that I keep um, learning more and more about myself, about us as human beings and what what we really need and what we really want and why that's important. Yeah, yeah. Awareness is the key, awareness and education, but how we go about it. So I I told you last week on the phone, um, you know, I had to approach my daughter's school as an engineer. There was because I noticed lack of air, fresh air mm. in their their school, and my daughters go to the school. So I felt, look, this is a duty of care thing. I'm not here to do a sales pitch. I just think I noticed this isn't right. So I'd like to kind of make them aware of it, which I did three years ago, and it took that much time for them to follow up. And then when COVID came, and then in WA, we've been pretty lucky over here, but the first coming out of the lockdown, the kids went to mm. school. That was the first thing that happened. And I just thought if this virus was that dangerous and, you know, the kids may not get sick, but they could carry it, mm-hmm. bring it back to the families from that environment where you have high CO2 levels, you have poor air quality, their immune systems are suppressed, their attention levels are, you know, not ideal. And this mm-hmm. is through the winter months in WA when the, the doors are closed yeah. and they just put wall splits on for heating. And that CO sits on the floor. I just thought, look, and I, I, this also was sparked maybe four years ago when I was dropping my daughter off at kindy. And I had like, I was feeling really ill. Mm. I had like a man flu. So when I get sick, I get grumpy like anyone. And then I noticed, I looked up and I'm like, wait a minute. I put my engineering hat on and said, that's not right. I'm going to talk to them about this because I feel like shit. Mm-hmm. And this is not appropriate. Not to blame the air quality for me getting sick, but I thought that's a, potential contributing factor for all parents getting sick, kids bringing it home. It affects everyone. When I was back then running my own business by myself, I didn't have any energy to lose. So that's why it really like, it's four years later and I'm still trying to talk to them. And I I said, we can, I've got a contractor that will give them free air quality monitoring so we can actually see where where the PPM levels are. But I go in the meeting, I talk with all the heads, you know, it's very nice and they're, they're really lovely people. And, and I've got to be mindful that I'm technically, you know, I, I know my skill set. So I've got to be able to pull myself back yeah. to, to their level of understanding and um, just be patient with it. And I even asked them to give me feedback and they said, yeah, if you can come with just simple information, like a one page explanation of what mm. what we're looking at here. I think the key for us in the professional industry is trying to not dumb yeah, it down, but absolutely. simplify the message. Absolutely. Yeah. I think we need to do more of that. Yeah. So the well, the well standard, I'm just, I've got this mm. air section in front of me right now. A14, which is yep. on microbe and mold control. I'll just read this section. It says, the issue is mold will grow in places with an acceptable temperature range, a nutrient source, and sufficient moisture. Air conditioner systems with cooling coils have a high level of moisture moisture condensation and serve as the perfect breeding ground for mold. Um, Exposure to mold has also been associated with hypersensitivity, pneumonia. How do you say that? Pneumonitis? Pneumonitis. Pneumonitis. Pneumonitis, allergic rhinitis, bronchitis, yep. lung tumor development. Yeah, see, I have rhinitis. Um, 
I almost got bronchitis. I was lucky enough to go to the doctor before it became bronchitis. Uh, Sorry, sorry, not bronchitis, pneumonia. Yeah, pneumonia. Yeah. Pneumonia. And lots of other things, you know, but anyway. Yeah. So air quality, smoke-free environment, ventilation design, construction pollution management, enhanced air quality, enhanced ventilation design, operable windows, Mm -hmm. air quality monitoring, pollution infiltration management, combustion minimization, uh, what is this that source separation? To things that like to... you know, keeping your printing rooms and the kitchen um, with on separate um, systems, so the air you don't share the same air. That that kind of thing. Ah, uh, yeah, yep, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Air filtration's another one. This is going to be a big one with with coming up yeah. this COVID scenario. Because we can offer UV systems now to pre-treat yep, and like that's, kill most bacteria. That's in there, yep. In that's an air in, handling unit. Well, yep. Uh, that's a, um, yep. I think that's a precondition. It's, it's 1.812. Yeah. Exposure to particulate matter is associated with negative health outcomes. It's an optimization. PM10. So it's, an, PM10? Yeah, so it's an optimization, which means that it's optional. You can do it or not. So um, so well is split up into preconditions and optimizations. Preconditions, you have to um, implement them. And optimizations, you choose the optimizations okay. if you want to get. So when you get your preconditions, um, that'll give you the base standard. But if you want to increase your, your level, then you choose from the optimizations. So mm. that one that you've just read, feature A12, okay. air filtration, that's, a, that's an optimization. And the, this reads pretty dark, like when you read it. It's, PM10 can block and inflame airways, cause a range of respiratory conditions that well, can lead what? to illness or death. It, it's it's true, even, and it's about time it's true, someone actually made, made the industry aware. I agree. And made people aware. But this is the irony with COVID. Because it can penetrate deep into the lungs, enter the bloodstream, and as a result, cause a variety of health issues. And the world's wearing masks because of COVID. We're freaked out. Everything, all businesses Mm. are being locked down around the world. People are forced to stay at home. Don't you see the irony with this with regards to how buildings are... Because buildings are procured and designed really much the same around these yeah. in the U.S. and U.K. and Australia. Very little yeah. thought to the end, re- end user and their health. Well, so well, well gives us an opportunity to kind of yeah. Well, that start that is that, the prime process of awareness. Prime goal is to do that, and yeah, it is. It mm. definitely um, starts that conversation, if nothing else. A very important conversation. Yeah. And now more than ever, we, we're understanding that, you know. But I still don't think that people are really that aware because when you, I mean, at the moment, the only thing that businesses and offices are, um, are implementing or um, are um, concerned about implementing are the COVID safety kind of stuff like hygiene and this, that and the other, which is also in well. 
but I don't think they they they're thinking beyond mm. that, and I think there needs to be a bigger conversation beyond the basics and beyond um, now, mm-hmm. as we've said, about creating these environments that really, really support people and people's health. And I just want to say that you, we are not responsible for every person's health. Each person has a responsibility for themselves. But what we are responsible for is mm-hmm. to create the space and offer the features that people can then choose themselves. So if something's not available, yes, you're not I going agree. to be able to um, use it, right? So that that's what we're responsible of, because you know, as the old saying goes, you can, you can't, um, you can't, you can lead a water, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink it. So you can have all these amazing. Um, mm health initiatives and wellness initiatives in your business, in your company, but you only have like 10% participation, you know. So then you've got to look at why, true, right? So true. this is the bigger picture why, yeah. why so many reasons because every single person on this planet is different. And so there are things like, you know, there could be health reasons, personal reasons, um, so many reasons but but what we're doing is offering the umbrella and every person then is responsible to stand under it if you want to speak up and say, hey, I can't do this because of this, this and this. Can we have this instead yeah. or as well? You know, like uh, can we? Like, yeah, I, I get it. I can't physically yeah. join in that aerobics class that you have at lunchtime. Can you offer me something else that I can do? Kind of we've been spoiled or too much expectations in a way, even Mm. all these government handouts. You know, we need to be more responsible for our our actions and our own wellness, which I can see see your thought line there. I mean, you you choose to work for a company. Maybe that company has an office that's set up poorly. You then decide, I'm not going to go to that company. I'm looking after myself. I'm going to go to this mm. other place that looks after the health and wellness of staff. Would they have a decision in that as opposed to putting them in, putting themselves mm. in an environment? That That's it. And the thing is health. that people are afraid to speak up. Yeah. Right? They're afraid. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, fear so fear is so. rampant so right now much in the world. So. Going off topic a little bit. So at the moment, um, I'm doing a yeah, seven-day chakra clearing, healing in my Facebook group. All right. And um, we today, we are on to Chakra 5, which is the throat chakra. And it's all about self-expression oh, and yeah. communication. And um, I am I know because I've been, and even now as I'm speaking to you, my voice is kind of going, this is going to be the the mm. biggest one that we're working on. This is going to be the one that's going to create the, the biggest shift, um, the more release of energy because yes. it is connected to the other ones, other chakras, but we suppress ourselves. Mm. Oh, this is my biggest personal challenge right now, my voice, like I told you earlier. Because I, I, yeah. I thought, remember last week yeah. we were meant to have this talk and I just wasn't in the mood and I actually did a... A Reiki. I thought it was fine, but she said I was I was mm. all out. 
I was all over the place with my energy and my throat chakra. That's what we're doing. Yeah. Um, this is the, the absolutely. this is the overall absolutely. collective in the world now too. Right. Absolutely. The, the, and interestingly, the New South Wales premier, premier Gladys Berejiklian, she is having problems with her throat. Hmm. Yes, she lost her voice. Yes, really? this happened yesterday. Oh, man. And today. So I'm like, hmm, very interesting because yeah. we are doing this throat clearing tonight. How about that for wow. uh, symbolism? Uh, yes, is that on Facebook? Facebook? Is that live on Facebook? Yeah. If you, oh okay, awesome. I'll yeah, put that'd a link be great. To that as well actually, so um, it, it is for you. women. Um, yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. Okay, so I, I'm not sure when you're airing this, but it's going to. The recordings are up in the group until this Sunday. Yeah. Okay, because one of my thoughts with Bob and the idea of Bob is we can talk the technical side of it, but. The, the underlying fabric of what this Bob is meant mm. to be about. It's about improving the individual, focusing on self and self growth. Cause then through that, um, we can offer greater solutions yeah. to the public, which feeds back to us. You see that, that closes the loop. So it's cause I've been going through my own personal development. And just when you mentioned the throat chakra, I just, it just remind, reminded me of last year. Really? I, was, I wow. went to uh, Wuhan in October of last year. So I did the West Coast Eagles redesign. I, Dake and Chiller went in there. They flew a bunch of engineers from around mm -hmm. the country in Melbourne, Sydney, and Perth. We went to Shanghai for two days, Wuhan for three days. And when I was in Shanghai, I think mm -hmm. we had to get up at 3 a.m. that morning to fly to Wuhan. I, I could tell I was feeling a bit off then because I was pretty stressed out personally with what's going on here in, in my personal life. And the irony was that I got really sick in Wuhan, mm. but I don't think it was this coronavirus, but it, I had never had a sore throat this bad. Mm. It literally went right to my throat and I couldn't talk wow. for, How's that? for four days. So there's all these 35 engineers and I was kind of like, oh, this is really annoying. I can't speak. I lost my voice. But what, when I'm on the buses going from the factory tour to the other events and the restaurants, what kept coming to me was that I have a voice. I have to be able to use it mm. and I, I need to be able to appreciate it because right now I, I can't I love that appreciation of your voice. I love that. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. So the irony was I was in Wuhan sick that night at the hotel. I was sweating it out. I think all the guys went out to some karaoke. Bar or they were like <laughs> drinking and having a good old time. But it came back to me mm. and, and what do I need to do in my life Yes, to find more fulfillment? fulfillment. Yeah. It's in the throat. Yeah. <laughs> so tonight, yeah, we'll be, yeah. when we do the work tonight, we'll not only be clearing for ourselves, but clearing for the collective. And that's, that's the power of this energy work okay. is that when you do something like yes. that, it is not just for you. It is for your family, for your community, and because when you change yourself, yeah. others are impacted by that. Yes, mm. definitely. That just sparked. I just right? clicked on to mind. What is yeah, this so element of well? That element of well is about really um, mental health, 
promoting mental health, cognitive function, emotional mm. well-being. So it's but it's a it's a mix of things of interesting things like substance um, abuse programs, um, uh, access to nature. That's where your biophilia comes in. Stress management, education. Okay. Yeah, it's quite interesting actually. So it's an estimated 18% of adults will experience a common mental health condition such as anxiety, depression, or substance abuse. Over 30% of adults will experience a mental health condition during their lifetime. Wow. The impact on mental health in the workplace is profound with depression and anxiety alone costing the global economy $1 trillion to lost productivity. Yeah. Wow. That's going to I was wondering that myself. I was year. wondering in the, in the coming years. If that figure has increased, and I'm sure it has. Yeah. Mm. Definitely. So we're, we're we have an environment now yeah. where a lot more people are working from home. Um, so it's it's a catch twenty two, and I'm mindful with with my staff as well. I I just I don't message after hours. Mm. I make sure we're not doing anything on the weekends. But it's very easy to do nowadays. So you can work from home now, but we've got you. You, you are now yes, going to be working true. 24-7. That's true. You're always on. You, you're not a company owner, but you are a part of this. Is, so that, you're is that the way it is? To do more. And you hear it. Well, I've noticed it since I started my company in 2012. I'm like, because I was so in it, I'm passionate. I'm doing my thing. I'd work crazy hours, but that's because I, I was motivated. I would notice that others that are working for companies, when I mm. email them, they'd be replying back on weekends after hours. And I'm thinking, wait a minute, why are you doing that? You're, you know, that's not what you're signed up to do. So mm. this has already been happening over the last 10, 20 years. So now it's the next level of, okay, you can work from home. And you hear it in the consciousness in the media, everyone says, oh, more productive from home, more productive from home. Mm. You'll hear a lot of that in the news. So it's just reinforcing that, yep, this is what we want to do now. We want to, we want to drag more. We want more out of you than we, we had before for the same, mm, for true. actually less money. Because we need smaller offices now and we don't have to, we have less issues with HR. Uh, and then there's isolation, there's social isolation with those companies and staff not actually being able to, to see each other mm -hmm. in person and build those team building skills. And, and to learn those lessons and the politics that, always, that all go on, uh, that element's been taken away. The, the, I guess this separation is becoming greater and greater now with mm. the phones and, and the, the technology we have. Yes. And now there's COVID and masks. And it's, it, but what, what we need to fix the issues in our industry is to come together. And what we need to fix what's going yes. on in the world is we come together. And I've been I've been triggered of late as well with a few. Um, you know, there's this group I went to this this meditation circle with this lovely group of ladies and and I just I don't know why I got triggered because I was asking all, if they want to join me for a walk because mm -hmm. I want to meet in person I wanted to talk to them as friends and develop relationships with, as people and I just kind of found I was getting frustrated with myself I'm messaging in this channel this group channel thinking, what am I doing? This isn't real. You know, this is, um, this is not how it's meant to be. 
we're meant to be actually meeting each other in person, yeah. communicating in person more, having real mm-hmm. relationships. But right now, it's gone the other way. What's that? What's that saying? Um, uh, something I've forgotten the saying. Very, very well known. Um, something about together we stand, divided we fall. Oh. Divided we fall. Yeah, I that's mean, right. I don't want to talk too much about what's going on right now. I don't want to talk too much Divided about what's fall. going on right now. Whole, well, yeah, I mean, this whole well, know, isolating everyone, blah, blah, blah. I mean, just feeds right into that. And you just got to yeah. wonder about what's really going on. But it happens at every level personally, family, community, globally. And this, I know this from personal experience and in, you know, even in my own relationship that, that didn't, you know, I don't like to use fail. That's not, it It just, it's moved on to the next level. Um, yeah. The separation, just not being able to keep, not communicating clearly enough, not having the, the human mm. interaction, getting too caught up in the phones, getting too caught up in work. Yes. It's all ego driven. And then the, the building industry, I see it as well. I see the same thing. It's, I'll get emails for meetings tomorrow. So somebody will email me saying, oh, we have a, we got to get a meeting tomorrow. So expecting 12 people to show up tomorrow. Mm. So treating us it's like It's so easy to do with all humans. this technology as well, right? And then, yeah, yeah. Are you, um, it, it are, you st- are you uh, having then, to go soon? But actually talking through this now, I will mm. bring up well at the meeting to mm. see if it's a differentiating element with this tender. Yeah. Because they that. haven't thought of it. I'll, I'll let you know yeah, how that goes. That'd be great. I'd love we to. I might need your help. Yeah, cool. Awesome. Well, I think that's that's probably good. I'll um, yeah, send me. Sure. I'll, probably... th- thank you. Yeah. Um, okay. Speak soon. You too. Yeah. Thanks for listening to the Business of Buildings podcast. Thanks to MA for sharing our great insights once again. We look forward to sharing more perspectives and knowledge in future episodes. Stay tuned.